electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greek Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, high-flying attorney Michael Avenatti. He literally just exploded on the scene. Joining us now is Michael Avenatti, the lawyer representing Stormy Daniels. Avenatti gained fame waging a lurid legal battle against Donald Trump on behalf of an adult film star. The agreement was illegal from the get-go. It was all a ruse designed to shut my client up. He was a fighter. He commanded the screen. He was fantastic TV. Your friend is a thug. Thank you. Avenatti even considers a run for the White House himself to replace the president he calls a fraud. With our country under an unprecedented assault by a con man... He became this overnight sensation, a a liberal folk hero. But the feds say this hero is no stranger to shady behavior. Prosecutors allege he stole millions from a paraplegic client. I am appalled by the conduct of Mr. Avenatti. They accuse him of fleecing Stormy Daniels. He needs fame. He needs money. One begets the other. One of the president's most vocal critics faces new troubles tonight. And as Avenatti runs toward the camera, the feds plant one of their own and captured a criminal shakedown of the world's biggest shoe company. American Greed has that tape. A few million dollars doesn't move the needle for me. Where does zealous advocacy stop and where does criminality begin? It stops and it begins when you try to force someone to hire you. I'm not around with this. What man would risk the profession that puts shoes on the feet of his children? And I'm not continuing to play games. Well, his name is Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti has sparred in a courtroom countless times, most famously as the lawyer for Stormy Daniels in her quest to speak freely about her alleged affair with Donald Trump. But on March 25th, 2019, the tables are turned, and Michael Avenatti prepares for the biggest battle of his life. I'm going to make a brief statement, but I will not be accepting any questions. Prosecutors allege Avenatti tried to parlay damaging information about shoe giant Nike, allegations of corruption in their youth basketball programs, into an enormous payday for himself. This is a case about a shakedown, the prosecutor tells the jury in opening arguments. Michael Avenatti went to Nike and said, essentially, I'm going to hold a press conference and reveal information about you unless you pay me money. Avenatti's demands are laid out in undercover FBI tapes in which he speaks with attorneys for Nike. A few million dollars doesn't move the needle for me. I'm not around with this thing anymore. Avenatti's defense attorneys in their opening arguments tell the jury... Mr. Avenatti is brash, he is aggressive, 
and sometimes he might even be offensive. But they say it's not a crime to use the F word. It's not extortion because you use harsh language. And I'll go take $10 billion off your client's market cap. But I'm not around. Avenatti's relentlessness has long stood out, even in college when he works on a political campaign. I spent a good deal of time with Mike and got to know him pretty well and uh, was, was very impressed with him. Mike Plant supervises Avenatti's opposition research for a congressional candidate. In those pre-internet days, Avenatti overnights his notes to campaign headquarters. One night, Avenatti rushes to FedEx right before closing time when he encounters a daunting obstacle. There are some train tracks that run adjacent to the airport there that the FedEx office is just on the other side of those tracks. And so when they got up to the railroad crossing, there was a train moving across those tracks. Mike apparently was getting very frustrated and worried that he was going to miss the deadline. So he grabbed all the stuff, jumped out of the car, and proceeded to crawl between two train cars to get to the other side of the tracks and get to the FedEx office. Yeah, I just kind of shook my head in disbelief. I can remember calling Mike and say, hey, buddy, this stuff's important, but it's not that important. Avenatti transfers to the University of Pennsylvania, graduates, and then moves on to George Washington University Law School, where he finishes number one in his class. The newly minted lawyer heads west to make his fortune. He was an impressive young man, a standout. One of those people that you meet that you, you kind of immediately know this, this person's going someplace. In Los Angeles, Avenatti joins O'Melveny and Myers, one of the city's most prestigious law firms. He worked with Daniel Petricelli there, a well-known top-notch trial attorney. Daniel Petricelli became famous trying the civil case against O.J. Simpson and winning it. Mike found O.J. Simpson responsible for the murders of his ex- Just like his boss, Michael Avenatti is not afraid to sue celebrities, including an early scuffle with the man who'd one day become his main adversary. He did a case claiming theft of intellectual property against Donald Trump in the context of The Celebrity Apprentice. He did a defamation case against Paris Hilton that was settled. So he had had potentially high-profile cases before and had some successes. Eventually, Avenatti forms his own firm, Egan Avenatti. He states his claim as an aggressive plaintiff's attorney fighting for the little guy. Some of his cases make headlines. It's the first lawsuit of its kind related to the Ebola crisis. Representing frontline medical workers and patients, Avenatti takes on Kimberly Clark for allegedly selling defective hospital gowns and other personal protective equipment. Well, if you look through the report, you'll see that 77% of the gowns that were tested failed. 77%? 77%. In 2017, Avenatti wins a stunning $454 million jury award against Kimberly Clark. I remember specifically my wife looking at me and saying, why wasn't that you? Why didn't you get that verdict? Because that's the kind of case I handle. Despite his success, Avenatti is still not a household name in 2017 when fellow lawyer Brian Kabatek sees him at an annual plaintiff's attorney convention in Las Vegas. 
The hostess of a dinner party there sees Avenatti and asks Kabatek, who's that guy? The next year, same convention, different story. The next year, he's representing Stormy Daniels. He comes into the room and people are swarming him, having their picture taken with him. It's literally like a rock star had walked into the room, like the second coming of Jesus Christ. He was a super celebrity that day. Over the next year, Michael Avenatti will appear on cable TV news more than 250 times. He became this ubiquitous presence. You couldn't escape him. Anytime you turn on TV, Michael Avenatti was on. He literally just exploded on the scene. Kate Bricolet is a reporter for the Daily Beast. And so because of that, my editor and I were becoming a little bit skeptical. I mean, there were glowing profiles of him in the Washington Post and in the New York Times that alluded to some of his business dealings. We wanted to see what was really going on with him behind closed doors. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Michael Avenatti has a need for speed. His ride is a Ferrari Spider. He has even driven in the legendary Le Mans race. On his website, he didn't have a business suit. He was clothed in a racing suit. Here's this lawyer that wins these multi-million dollar verdicts. Women find him attractive. Reporter Kate Brigolet says she's never seen a lawyer like Michael Avenatti. I didn't really know what to make of him. And she has a gut feeling that perhaps things aren't what they appear to be. Take his purchase in 2013 of the struggling coffee chain Tully's. Avenatti teams up with TV star Patrick Dempsey of Grey's Anatomy fame to buy Tully's out of bankruptcy. In Seattle, it's a feel-good story. Robert Sefuentes is a former store manager. When we heard that Patrick Dempsey was descending from the heavens to help us out, we heard that he and uh, this lawyer from L.A. were going to swoop in and buy Tolly's. I feel a tremendous responsibility to this company and to my employees. So we were very optimistic. But seven months later... We start with breaking news. Actor Patrick Dempsey has pulled out of the ownership group at Tully's Coffee. Dempsey says Avenatti didn't live up to his promise of having enough cash to run Tully's and instead secretly saddled the company with high-interest debt. 
The two partners eventually settled their disagreement with terms undisclosed. Dempsey declined to speak with American Greed. It was very abrupt that Patrick Dempsey left. Right out of the gate, had us raising eyebrows about Michael Avenatti. He flat out did not know what he was doing. David Nold is a lawyer who represents one of Tully's landlords, Kemper Development. After a bitter dispute involving unpaid rent and contractors' liens, Nold's client eventually wins several judgments against Tully's holding companies, totaling $1.1 million. Collecting on those judgments against Avenatti's companies proves to be difficult, Nold says. And he soon finds himself in a cat-and-mouse game of where's Michael's money? We would send people down to buy a cup of coffee and write a check for $3.52. Because that's what a tall vanilla latte at Tully's cost. And they would write a check. Why? I wanted to see where that check was going to be deposited. Because then we'd go on bank at night, and the very next day, we'd have somebody garnish that bank account. Down at the store level, Safuentes notices a sudden change in Tully's policy. We were abruptly instructed to stop taking daily cash deposits to our normal U.S. bank accounts and instead take them to a different bank, the Bank of America, that added to the, the speculation. He was having us take cash to other bank accounts to avoid garnishment. The government agrees. Federal indictments accuse Avenatti of owing the IRS $5.2 million dollars. Prosecutors allege Avenatti is skimming state and federal tax withholdings taken from every employee's paycheck. That employer has an obligation to immediately turn that over to the government. There's no gray area. You have to turn it over. In a criminal indictment, prosecutors say Avenatti has multiple bank accounts. And he tweaks the names of the shell companies that own Tully's and changes the EINs, the employer identification numbers. These tricks, the Fed say, make his money harder to track, allowing Avenatti to stay one step ahead of the tax man. Michael likes his money, and Michael knows where his money is. And where's his money going? According to federal indictments, of the $5.2 million that should have gone to the government, $2.5 million went to his law firm. $200,000 went to pay rent at Avenatti's Newport Beach home. And every time we, we saw a race car, we see Tully's branded all over this race car. So we knew that a lot of the money was supporting his racing. Meanwhile, Tully's isn't paying its bills, and vendors stop supplying coffee beans. We served coffee for as long as we could. We served every last bean, and then once we were done, then we didn't know what else to do other than close the store because no one could get a hold of Avenatti. So we were just like, okay, I guess we'll, I guess we'll go home now. It's around this time in March 2018 that Avenatti hitches his wagon to a porn star named Stormy. And once that story broke nationally, I mean, Avenatti all but disappeared from the company. He, he just ghosted everybody. And he, he just let the stores shutter and let hundreds of people lose their jobs. As the stores close, Sefuentes sends internal emails from Tully's to a reporter at the Seattle Times. 
they result in this expose. Cifuentes is fired from Tully's for publicizing internal documents. Avenatti ultimately declined American Greed's request for an interview, but in emails to us, he called the government's allegations baseless and ridiculous. He also says that Cifuentes knows nothing about me or the facts. American Greed might as well have interviewed the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. Avenatti also says that Cifuentes was fired for theft. He told people that I was fired for stealing money, which is easily disproven. American Greed asked Avenatti to provide evidence to back up his claim, but he did not do so. Cifuentes denies the allegation and shared with American Greed documents relating to his termination. There is mention of the leaked emails, but nothing relating to theft. The dude projected so hard. It's like, if he projected any harder, he could open a movie theater, like, accusing other people of being thieves and frauds, that kind of stuff. It's like, dude, no, 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 no. It's you that's the problem. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Michael Avenatti's career rockets into the stratosphere in 2018 when he takes on the case of Stephanie Clifford, better known as Stormy Daniels. My attorney and I are committed to making sure that everyone finds out the truth. Stormy Daniels had alleged that she had an affair with Donald Trump. Trump denies the affair. But through his personal attorney, Michael Cohen, Trump strikes a non-disclosure agreement with Daniels for $130,000. But she wanted to go to the press in 2018. Things had changed. Donald Trump and whether or not he had done wrong things were very much in the news. But she was limited by this hush money agreement. Acting on Daniels' behalf, Avenatti attacks the legitimacy of the non-disclosure agreement because, among other things, it was unsigned by Trump, who allegedly used the alias David Dennison. Because evidently, the president did not sign the agreement because he wanted to be in a position where he would have deniability. White, who co-hosts the podcast, All the President's Lawyers, says Avenatti is a virtuoso at working the media. Joining us now is Michael Avenatti, the lawyer representing Stormy Daniels. This is about the extent that Mr. Cohen and the president have gone to intimidate this woman, to silence her. So the benefit of his approach was that it really no longer mattered what ultimately happened in the case. 
everything she could possibly want to say about the relationship, about the President of the United States' willingness to pay $130,000 in hush money to an adult actress. All that was out. Were you physically attracted to him? No. Not at all? No. Did you want to have sex with him? No. But I didn't, I didn't say no. I'm not a victim. I'm not... It was yeah. entirely consensual. Oh, yes. So you could not uh, force the horse back into the barn. So the guy doesn't even know the law. He's a thug. Right, right. Your friend well, is well, a that, thug. Well, thank you. A thug. That's a million dollars. No, that's a million dollars. In a lot of respects, he was the perfect foil for Donald Trump because he was a lot like him. He would say pithy comments. It makes the Nixon tapes look like um, a church picnic. He got right in the middle of it. We were never going to participate in any cover-up. He was a fighter. Yes, it was an absolute disaster for the president. So he became this overnight sensation, a, a liberal folk hero. I mean, people really loved Michael Avenatti for taking on the president. Tonight, I want to speak with you about the fight for the soul of our republic. Peak Avenatti comes in August 2018 when he barnstorms Iowa and in a high-profile speech flirts with the idea of replacing his arch enemy. When they go low, I say, we hit harder. Do you plan to run for president? We're going to see how people in New Hampshire respond, and then ultimately I'm going to make a decision. Though Avenatti seems to be flying high, one person who worked for his company says his wings are made of wax. <laughs> it's like, how could you possibly expect to be taken seriously as a presidential candidate? This dude couldn't even run a small coffee chain in a city that loves coffee. <laughs> Avenatti's lawyers in a two-page summary of coverage of his presidential ambitions, comparing his visit to Iowa with Barack Obama's in 2006, and quoting a supporter saying, I haven't been this excited since JFK. Despite the public chest-thumping, privately, Avenatti's finances are a mess, according to his longtime office manager. She will later testify that his firm is hemorrhaging money. Unfortunately, what a lot of people do is they get out in front of their skis a lot. They have a good month or a good year, and they make an awful lot of money, and suddenly they have an Italian sports car in their garage. Avenatti needs cash. And federal indictments accuse him of stealing it from clients, including nearly $300,000 from Stormy Daniels. The Southern District is alleging that Michael Avenatti helped Stormy Daniels negotiate a book deal. And then, when the payments came due for that book deal, instead of giving them to Stormy Daniels, Michael Avenatti took them, put them into his client trust account, and paid himself. All the while, lulling Stormy on, thinking the money's on its way, the money's on its way, when allegedly it had already been paid and spent. And it's not just his most famous client that Avenatti is accused of fleecing. Indictments say he victimizes the most helpless, too. In 2012, a man named Jeffrey Johnson is locked up in L.A. County Jail for a crime he didn't commit. During that period of time, he was depressed and attempted suicide on two occasions. In both suicide attempts, Johnson jumps off a balcony to the concrete floor below. The first time, he avoids major injury. But the second time, he breaks his back and severs his spinal cord. So he's paralyzed from the waist down. He'll be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. During the period of time he's in jail, he's abused by the deputies. 
So he has had a very, very difficult life, and we're doing our very best right now to help him. Like Mr. Callahan told you, my name is Jeffrey Johnson. Dan Callahan is the lawyer who now represents Johnson. But back in 2012, Johnson had hired Michael Avenatti. Avenatti sues L.A. County for negligence in allowing Johnson to attempt suicide in full view of the guards. Well, actually, he did a fine job. He recovered his settlement, and that's where things broke down. This is a copy of the check that the County of Los Angeles issued in the amount of $4 million. After getting a settlement in January of 2015, he told the client several lies. He told the client that the money would come in over 10 years and be paid quarterly. That was a lie. Mr. Avenatti had the payment within five days. He told Mr. Johnson the settlement would be confidential. He couldn't tell anybody. That was a lie. In fact, the $4 million settlement was approved by the L.A. Board of Supervisors and posted on its website. So what happened was he withheld the money from Mr. Johnson for a period of four years, always leading him on, saying it's coming, it's coming. But meanwhile, he made periodic payments to Mr. Johnson between $900 and $1,900, basically monthly, for a total of $124,000. And Mr. Johnson knew no better. He believed and trusted Mr. Avenatti. While presenting himself as a champion of the downtrodden, with our country under an unprecedented assault by a con man who fights only for himself. Avenatti was allegedly doing the very thing he railed against. And degrades the vulnerable and the powerless. Avenatti has been charged with 10 counts of wire fraud in the case of Jeffrey Johnson and three other clients. He has pleaded not guilty and awaits trial. Avenatti's lawyer says, in part, the government's allegations are categorically false. The government fails to account for all of the monies that were spent for years by Mr. Avenatti, supporting Mr. Johnson's most basic needs. They also fail to account for the enormous out-of-pocket costs of pursuing his case. Stormy Daniels declined an interview citing the upcoming trial at which she will be a witness. She wrote us that she is fully cooperative with federal prosecutors. Avenatti's attorney says, in part, that Avenatti's agreement with Stormy Daniels specifically states that he is to receive a portion of any book deal. This is only fair, he writes. A deal is a deal. He adds, we are anxious for Miss Daniels' credibility to be tested at trial. In the fall of 2018, these allegations are not yet public. But privately, the walls are closing in on Michael Avenatti. In December, he drops out of the race for president. His law firm is evicted from lavish offices in Newport Beach for failure to pay rent. He vacates the waterfront mansion. And then there's the divorce from his second wife, Lisa Story. A judge orders Avenatti to pay $1.9 million in spousal and child support. Michael Avenatti is in dire straits. Prosecutors will later argue at trial. But he sees a way out. In Los Angeles, California Supreme is a youth basketball program run by Gary Franklin. Coach Franklin has an impressive track record. Dozens of his players have gone on to play in college and even the NBA. The pros include DeAndre Ayton, the number one draft pick in 2018. 
As Gary Franklin tells an independent documentary filmmaker, he built Cal Supreme with financial help from a corporate sponsor, Nike. They liked what we were doing, and they uh, actually got involved with us in terms of sponsorship. So I thought that that was huge. Kind of took us over the top. But Franklin has a problem. As he will later testify in court, Nike executives direct him to give payments, sometimes in envelopes stuffed with $10,000 in cash, to the families of his top players. The idea is for Nike to buy loyalty and to hitch its wagon to a rising star in the hope that if one of the players goes pro, he might sign a sponsorship deal. Gary felt uneasy about this from the get-go. With help from his friend Jeffrey Auerbach, an entertainment consultant in Beverly Hills, Franklin decides he wants to blow the whistle. We spent time pulling together all the evidence. Bank statements, the texts, the emails, wire payments, everything. But just as we were about ready to figure this out, the Adidas case came about. Today, we announce charges of fraud and corruption in the world of college basketball. In September 2017, executives at Nike's rival Adidas are arrested for fraud and bribery. Managers, advisors, and those affiliated with the sportswear company work together to funnel money to families of some of the country's top high school recruits. To Franklin and Auerbach, it looks all too familiar. And then when those convictions came out, it was clear we had a move. Thinking the best defense is a good offense, Auerbach eventually gets in touch with Michael Avenatti. And of course, I at the time had seen him on TV and watched him go toe-to-toe with Donald Trump. And I was very impressed with his drive and, and his abilities. So I thought he would be a good choice. Evanati calls right back. They set up a meeting, and Franklin and Auerbach share the evidence they've assembled. Franklin tells Avenatti he's just a small player who felt forced by a powerful corporation into doing their dirty work. And he wants three things. Compensation, the Nike executives to be fired, and he wants his team back. And he looked at it, and I could tell he was blown away by all the evidence and by the case. And the whole meeting, the first meeting, was about justice. That's all it was. He was incredible in that first meeting. The next week, they meet again. Hey, it's Michael. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Uh, Call me if you get a chance. I was wondering if you and Gary and I could meet briefly. Gary and I are excited about this meeting because we've been waiting to have this strategy session. According to Auerbach, Avenatti says he's aiming for a $1 million settlement for Gary Franklin. A bit less than they expected, Auerbach says, but in the ballpark. Michael's a little more anxious, and he's just wanting to get right to it, and he just opens up and says, Okay, guys, I'm taking a red-eye to New York tonight. I'm leaving in three hours. Gary and I looked at each other, and we were a little like, Wow. Really? Avenatti says he's meeting with Nike's law firm, Boyce Schiller, and he's already had a phone call with them. And he said, I told him you got a big problem, and you guys need to meet with me tomorrow in New York. There's just one red flag, 
Avenatti hasn't even drawn up a written agreement to represent Franklin, typically called an engagement letter. Part of me is a little suspect of it, but part of me is like, wow, he's a get-it-done guy. And how many times we've all had an attorney that we had to push and kind of sometimes complain that things aren't moving fast enough. Well, this was like a, a speeding bullet train. But there was an ulterior plan, which, of course, I wasn't aware of. On March 19, 2019, Michael Avenatti arrives in New York and meets with lawyers at Boyce Schiller, the counsel for Nike. I will cut straight to the chase, Avenatti says, according to notes taken by one of the firm's associates. I represent a whistleblower who has information that Nike directed him to make payments to the number one pick in last year's draft. Avenatti demands $1.5 million for his client and an unspecified amount for himself to perform an internal investigation of alleged corruption at Nike. It's not going to be cheap, he warns. The next day, Avenatti calls. Meeting went great. Fantastic. What he didn't know was Boy Schiller had called the Department of Justice. You have to understand that Boy Schiller has lawyers who can pick up the phone and talk to the attorney general or the director of the FBI. The next day, when the parties talk on the phone, FBI agents are listening and recording. I'm not around with this, and I'm not continuing to play games. It's clear from Michael Avenatti's demeanor, the way he's talking to these lawyers, that he thinks he's holding all the cards. You guys know enough now to know you got a serious problem. And it's worth more in exposure to me to just blow the lid on this thing. A few million dollars doesn't move the needle for me. Avenatti's lawyer writes, Settlement discussions are highly contentious and involve posturing, outrageous demands, and tough, foul language at times. Goliath corporations do not react favorably to weakness, reciting poetry, or talking about puppies and daisies. They agree to meet again, two days later. This time, the lawyers for Nike have a hidden camera rigged up by the FBI. At the table are Michael Avenatti, Mark Garagos, a well-known defense attorney consulting with him on this matter, and Scott Wilson, outside counsel for Nike. So here's the ask on the internal uh, Now, Avenatti has a specific number, up to $25 million for himself and Garagos, seen here once the camera moves to run the investigation. We'll tap it at $25 million, minimum of $15 million, you can hear the attorney for Nike making it very clear that, okay, we probably have a settlement on the 1.5 million. What's your demand again for the 20 plus million? I don't think that the um, settlement of Mr. Franklin's civil claims um, for $1.5 million is still mid-mark here. Is there a way to avoid your press conference without hiring you and Mark to do an internal investigation? I'm not going to ask you. Okay. It's kind of a strange question. Can we settle this under, could we do this all under the civil settlement agreement? That's what I'm asking. 
Wilson says he's struggling to explain to his client, Nike, why Avenatti wants two separate payments. Why can't they just come to terms with Coach Franklin and Avenatti can take his cut from the settlement? If the money went higher, could we do it all under the civil settlement program? Why would we want to do that? I don't think that it makes any sense for Nike to be paying an exorbitant sum of money to Mr. Franklin in light of his bills. It seems to me that they're just sitting there dunking on him. Their goal was to get him to say, uh, whatever you pay my client, I get extra money, tens of millions of it. And it doesn't matter what you pay my client, you have to pay me. Because that's the crime. In an email to American Greed, Avenatti's lawyer writes, Mr. Avenatti demanded an internal investigation because that was the only way Nike's rampant corruption was going to get cleaned up, which is what Mr. Franklin and Mr. Auerbach wanted. Whatever his motive, Avenatti appears to think he's in the driver's seat. I don't, I don't know if I to the client in your hand where you get paid five, six billion dollars in market cap off. This is going to be a major scandal. Well, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring the power of my platform to bear to expose what the is going on there appropriately if we can't reach a settlement. The lawyers say they need a few days to get top executives at Nike to authorize any settlement deal. Okay. I will come with authority on Monday. Okay. Avenatti may think it's his big payday, but authority has a double meaning here. On Monday, March 25th, 2019, Michael Avenatti strides into the offices of Nike's law firm in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, he was there already with the bravado to go close this thing, and then he gets a call from Gary Franklin. Franklin tells Avenatti that the FBI is at his front door. So before going in the meeting, he knew the jig is up. When he walks into the law office, the FBI is waiting for him. The Avenatti was arrested today in Midtown Manhattan after he was... And I'm thinking this is a Twilight Zone episode. The charges are based on Avenatti's scheme to extract more than $20 million in payments from a public company. At its core, this was an old-fashioned shakedown. As soon as he posts bail, Avenatti does what comes naturally, hold a press conference. I'm going to make a brief statement, but I will not be accepting any questions. First of all, I want to thank the federal agents for their professionalism and courtesy today. And it was pretty dramatic to see a guy like that, as a star, all of a sudden fall like that. Nearly a year later, in January 2020, Avenatti stands trial. His lawyers argue that Gary Franklin got exactly who he hired. This is what you guys wanted. You wanted somebody that was going to really go after Nike. Any claim now that Mr. Franklin and Mr. Auerbach do not want Mr. Avenatti to be aggressive with Nike and use his media platform is ridiculous. That's like hiring Beyonce to perform at a party and then later claiming that you didn't want her to sing and dance. I mean, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. His attorney got up and it was just, you wanted him to go out, you wanted him to beat up Nike, you wanted him to do that. And I mean, that was their defense. 
The government argues that Avenatti crossed the line into extortion by demanding money for himself, when, unlike his client, he had no legitimate claim against Nike. If Michael Avenatti had said, you're going to pay my client $20 million or $50 million, then he would have a very strong defense to extortion. And then he would have been able to take his cut. So Michael Avenatti blundered into uh, the folks saying that pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. After two days of deliberation, the jury comes back. Guilty on all three counts. Extortion, attempted extortion, and wire fraud. After the verdict was read, he looked pretty crestfallen. He didn't have that cockiness, the trademark Michael Avenatti cockiness. He looked like he was in disbelief that he had fallen so hard. For its part, Nike has not denied making payments to Franklin's players. The company has not been charged with wrongdoing and issued a statement that reads in part, the verdict speaks volumes. Mark Garagos declined to speak on camera and has not been charged with any wrongdoing. Garagos told us he never represented Gary Franklin and was consulted by Avenatti only because he had worked with Nike in the past. Garagos said the meeting with Nike's lawyers made him uncomfortable, and he stayed away from the final meeting at which Avenatti was arrested. Michael Avenatti initially agreed to an on-camera interview, but later placed conditions on his participation. He said he would not be interviewed if Robert Sefuentes and Ken White, who criticized him on Twitter, were included in the program. Eventually, he backed out, citing the COVID-19 pandemic. His lawyer wrote, in part, Mr. Avenatti was targeted by Donald Trump and Trump's Department of Justice. Does anyone think that politics didn't play a huge role in all of this? Currently on house arrest, Avenatti is scheduled to be sentenced in the Nike case in early 2021. But even then, his trials won't be over. In the Southern District of New York, Michael Avenatti faces charges of embezzling $300,000 from Stormy Daniels. And in the Central District of California, he faces 36 criminal counts, including tax evasion, bank fraud, and embezzling money from four clients, including Jeffrey Johnson. He has pleaded not guilty and is expected to stand trial in 2021. People who worked with or wrote about Michael Avenatti over the years have mixed emotions. Mike Plant remembers him as a hard-charging kid who would smash through any barrier. Now, I can't help but feel a certain level of sadness for a life that was so full with potential to end up where he's ended up now. Perhaps his heart was in the right place at the beginning. I think he was an adrenaline junkie. I think he thrived on winning. He took it way too far. I think he definitely flew too close to the sun. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. 
FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 